1: Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to discuss why CDPs fail. Joining us is Savan Giuliani, who is the Head of Growth and Operations at Census, which helps companies activate first-party customer data in their data warehouse. Census enables marketing teams at companies like Canva, Notion, and Loom to do more granular segmentation, better audience experimentation, and omnichannel personalization with no engineering favors or custom scripts required. Yesterday, Sylvan and I talked about why CDPs didn't live up to their promise, and today we're going to continue the conversation talking about activating data using reverse ETL. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Sylvan Giuliani, the head of growth and operations at Census. Sylvan, welcome back to the Martech
2: podcast. Thank you. Well, I'm glad to be here again and talk about everything reverse ETL and data activation with you.
1: I'm excited to talk about the new-new for the MarTech industry. I like my ETLs facing forward, but apparently everybody else likes theirs in reverse. That's a MarTech joke. I don't even know what it means because honestly, ETL, reverse, forward, backwards, left, right. It's all the same to me. Tell me what an ETL is and how do you reverse it?
2: I think Wilm in more than 15 minutes to talk about these two product categories and why they got named like that. I think the easier one to start is like just reverse ETL. So the concept of ETL is basically taking data from one place. So you extract it, you transform it, so you clean it, you aggregate them, things like that, and then you load it. Usually you load it into the warehouse, as we talked in the first part, that's kind of like the thing that warehouse and other vendors have sold. And then reverse ETL, which means nothing if you think about the term, is taking that in reverse, it doesn't mean anything. You're not going to unload, untransform, and unextract the data, right? Like that would make no sense. What reverse ETL is really all about is taking data that is sitting in your warehouse, that is trustworthy, that it's clean because it's transformed, and it's data from multiple sources that have been unified, You want to push, you want to sync that data back into tools like Marketo, Salesforce, ParDOT. So that's what reverse ETL is all about, is taking the data out of the warehouse, back into the tool. If you think that ETL, most of the ETL concept is taking data from tools like Salesforce into the warehouse, hence reverse ETL. That is the origin story of that.
1: I'm going to oversimplify here. ETL is extract, transform, and load. You're getting a bunch of data from a bunch of different sources. We're using a bunch of different tools. We want to put it all together. We want it to be clean. We want to have a good, solid data set that's going to be in our data warehouse. We're going to use an ETL to get it there. A reverse ETL is to take that data and push it back into one of the tools. Basically, an import is an ETL and an export is a reverse ETL.
2: Yes. Okay, let's rerun it. I'll do a simple version. So what is reverse ETL and what is ETL? Well, ETL is really the action of taking data from tools and loading it into warehouse so you can take action, like building reports and things like that. What is reverse ETL? It's taking that data that you've put into the warehouse, clean it to make it trustworthy, and then pushing it back to tools like Salesforce and Marketer. It's that simple.
1: Okay. How is that different than what a CDP was supposed to be, right? We were supposed to have CDPs that got all of our data, was all cleaned, all merged, and then we can feed it into our systems. Why is a reverse ETL just basically not having a third-party tool, but just using your data warehouse to house the information and push it to where you need to go? How are the two solutions different?
2: I think the key difference is CDP is trying to create yet another source of truth when you already have it. The warehouse has been established as a source of truth of your business, because that's where reporting and decision are being made on. At least the data is stored there to make decision and reporting on, right? And so from a business point of view, you're going to create two sources of truth. And so then the question is like, which one are we going to trust the most? And again, like we said in part one, like that battle has been won by the warehouse because of the investment that's been done from a people standpoint and a technology standpoint, right? And so what reverse detail bring compared to CDPs, right? It's that taking that slice of CP we talked about in part one of one of the promises of CDP was activating your data, syncing the data back. Well, reverse detail is taking that part of the CDP and then just doing that on top of the warehouse. Because we again, we agree that storing all data in one place, transforming it and making trustworthy is very important and was a key component of CDP. So why reinvent the wheel when everything is already there and then reverse it will just sync the data back to the tools for marketing team to take actions and campaigns, build audiences, create ad campaigns and all that stuff.
1: All right. So the promise of CDPs was it was supposed to be marketing friendly to be able to get access to this data. I can understand which customers, for example, exhibited this behavior within 60 days and they're left handed and wear yellow T-shirts. Whatever the data sort that you're looking for, the CDP was supposed to help you get access to that data and basically to be able to email this cohort that you wanted. It sounds like it's going to be a lot more complex using a reverse ETL because there's no CDP. It's not necessarily meant to be customer-friendly. Reverse ETL is actually easy for us dummy marketers to use?
2: Yes. And this is kind of like what we talked into part one. It's one of the drawbacks of the warehouse. It made it less accessible, less user-friendly, right, as we talked about. And I think what reverse ETL is doing is making the warehouse more accessible. So, for example, if you log into Census Today... Your data team is still gonna to have to come and be like, hey, this is the definition of a user that we have storing in where warehouse, well. So they're gonna use Census to expose those what we call Census Entities to the marketing team. That's just like a normal setup process that we have. Once the data team has done, the data team never have to log into Census again. You know, a marketing team can come in, go to our audience builder, for example, and say, Hey, show me all the people who are left in there wear a yellow t-shirt and worked at a company with a thousand employees and I've done X event three times in the last two weeks, right, like build a segment. And then once you have built that list of users, you can just click sync and then it'll sync to whatever destination you want that you have connected to Census, right? So that's one way of using reverse ETL. And so everything is click-based. You don't have to write any code as a marketing user. The other capability that reverse ETL and Census offers is the same concept. It's like you have this list of users, all of the users, right? And maybe you just migrated from Marketer to part. And then you're like, well, how do we get all our data into PowerDot? Well, now with census, you just connect your new instance of PowerDot on it. And you say, these are all my users that I have, first name, last name, emails, you name it. And then you just create a new sync to ParDot, and that will keep in sync all that data forever. And you can sync it every five minutes, every hour. And then the power of the warehouse, and this is where technology comes into place, we're only going to sync the changes. So the sync is super efficient and super fast. So even if you have 10 million users, but only 2,000 got updated in the last 10 minutes, we're only going to sync 2,000 users. So you are basically guaranteed to have the freshest data in the tool to send the best emails, for example, in the case of Bordel.
1: Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X.co. Now, when a new technology comes out, there's always this great promise. We saw this with CDPs. And then there's also a million vendors. So give me some guidance here in terms of, I'm sure there's going to be lots of companies coming out with. Reverse ETL solutions meant to replace your CDP. What should marketers be looking for to understand what is vaporware? What is actually a useful solution? How do you figure out what's the best-in-class technology?
2: I think at its core, you want to have the confidence in a tool that's going to get data from point A, the warehouse, to point B, all of your tools, right, in a timely manner and with high reliability. You don't want to be like, oh, Sync didn't run yesterday, so I guess HubSpot is out of date right now, I have Sync.
1: I guess we're not doing business today.
2: Yeah, exactly. Oh, I guess I'm sending emails to the wrong people because the last 24 hours they take an action and they're not in the audience anymore, and we're sending emails to the wrong people. That's our requirement for every solution. Who's the fastest Sync Reverse ETL because that will impact real-time campaign or as close to real-time campaign as you have? And who has the best mechanism when it comes to like alerting and retry? Because that's the greatest thing with reverse and in the warehouse, again, compared to CDPs of all is the sync are batch base. So we can fail, like if you sync a million records, we can sync 900,000 records, and the last 100,000 we fail, we can just retry the last 100,000. So that means we don't have to wait for another six hours to resync everything. So that's like batching technology that's built on the warehouse that allows us to do that very cheaply in an efficient way. These are kind of like non-negotiable hard requirement, right? And obviously, does it support the tools that you use, which that would be the never ending whack wack-a-mole game of all vendors to integrate with my tools. And then finally, then you can start looking at added capability on top of that, right? And so I talked to you about Census we provide like what we call Census Segment, which allows you to build all those audiences and lists. That is like the no-code part of the app. You want to buy vendors that offer you uh, UI and UX that solve your problem. Like you know, if you don't care about building segmentation. Maybe it's not important to buy this tool. Or maybe you have another solution. Maybe you use HubSpot to do all your segmentation. That's OK because you want data in HubSpot to do the segmentation there. So reverse is still important, for example. So I think that's kind of like the way I look at it. That's, I see our customers looking at it as non-negotiable. Can you get data from A to B in a timely manner in a reliable way? And I don't have to wake up at night being like, oh, data is not there. Or even worse, you send the email on Monday and you're like, oops, we send the email to the wrong people. That's the thing you want to avoid.
1: Last question I have for you, CDPs were supposed to be the future five years ago, and now we're phasing them out. Are we going to be talking again in five years, talking about how reverse ETL technologies are not the way to go, or is this something that's going to last?
2: I hope so, that technology continues to advance and makes the previous generation obsolete. I think if you use Apple famous word, it's like, we've built the best iPhone today. Next year's iPhone will be better than what today, but today this is the best one on the market. I think today, if you talk about data activation, I hope reverse ETL is the best way to do it today. And I hope that in three years, I come back on this show and we're like, hey Ben, let me tell you about this new technology that helps you activate your data better because we've made things faster, more efficient, and ultimately made your job as a marketer more efficient and better.
1: Sylvain, I appreciate you coming on the podcast and explaining to me what the heck of Reverse ETL is. Thanks for being my guest.
2: Thanks for having me, Ben. My pleasure.
1: All right. That wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Sylvain Giuliani, the head of growth and operations at Census. If you'd like to get in touch with Sylvain, you could find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is copypasta. It's C-O-P-Y-P-A-S-T-A-A. Or you could visit his company's website, which is GetCensus.com, G-E-T-C-E-N-S-U-S.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live in our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J Schaap, benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P.